John chapter 5. And uh, this year, one of, one of our good members, uh, I, I, I preached this text, this sermon, all, at least once a year. And uh, the title of my sermon, You Can Make It If You Try. And, and I have some, some stickers this morning. After the Lord's Supper, if you want one, you can get one and put it somewhere on your cell phone, on your refrigerator, on your checkbook, on your desk, at your office. If folks getting on your nerves, you can put there. Say, so you can make it if you try. You know, that. keep reminding uh, some of y'all having problems with your marriage, put it there. Maybe want to put it on some, somebody's forehead, you know. So, so, <laughs> put it somewhere. Put it, amen, put it so you can remember that uh, you can make it. John chapter 5, <laughs> uh, verses 1 through 9. And uh, I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible whatever translation you have. Yes, by the way, at 6 o'clock this evening, we'll be having special prayer for our world. And if you can come back, uh, Dr. McCowan will be leading in that at 6 p.m. Uh, our world is in trouble. Come back and for special prayer for our world. All right, let's read John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. Let's read out loud. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, Blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and the trouble of the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. A certain man was there who had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When he, Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been thus now a long time, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another step it down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And the same day was the Sabbath. The grass withered, the flower will fade away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. You may be seated and tell your neighbor while you're being seated, you can make it if you try. You can make it. Amen. Vince Lombardi said, winners never quit, and quitters never win. Lombardi also said, it's not whether you will get knocked down, it's whether you get up. And time will not permit me this morning to go through uh, the legacy and the litany of historical figures who started from less than ideal circumstances, but they survived and thrived because they didn't quit. 
the devil is trying to get every child of God to quit, to give up on the Lord. And that way you see a lot of people, a lot of people just quit. Amen. They, the Christian, they stop coming to church. Amen. We have enough members to have three services here. But a lot of people just, just quit. You know. And then there are some of you who come, but in actuality, you, you pretty much sort of did like Cleveland. I mean, you pretty much just, just said, well, we just going to play the clock. I mean, because this one looking bad, you know. I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> And I mean, that's just, just like, that's why some women are mad because they married that guy and after four or five years, he quit. He divorced her. He won't. left her with four or five children looking just like him and just, pfft, he quit. You see what the devil, you see in aerodynamics, it is the drag on a plane that causes that plane to take fright. And what the devil meant to pull us down with, if we turn it over to Jesus, he can use it for our stepping stone. If you don't quit. Unknown writer wrote this poem some years ago. When things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you are trodden seem all uphill, when the farms are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't quit. Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, wrote a book entitled, It's Easier to Succeed Than to Fail. He said three things. You got to have a want to succeed. You have to develop a know-how, and you have to do it. The, the, the theological uh, concepts in this text this morning, just a few things here, that theological context. First of all, you got to be where the action is. And wherever Jesus is, that's where the action is. <laughs> and uh, you ought to try to be with Jesus. And then you got to understand, this man understood he needed some help. Part of our problem today, especially us men, we act like we don't need no help. I don't need nobody. I'm, I'm pulled up by my own bootstrap. Well, who gave you the boots? This. Uh, this, this man was not in denial about his condition. He, he, he needed some help. Our nation, our president, our political system need some help. He was at the right place at the right time. I don't know what the devil told you, but let me tell you what. You're in the right place. Anytime you put your, your face in the Lord's house, guess what? You in the right place at the right time. I, I, I know the devil tried to talk you out of coming. That's why a lot of folk have stopped coming because they have surrendered to the hissing of the devil. But listen, anytime you make your way to the house of the Lord, you are in the right place 
at the right time. Psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. And then also we see the free will of man. And then also we see the waiting of humanity. All of us are in the bus stop of life waiting. You know, single people are waiting to get married. A lot of married folk are waiting. <laughs> then a lot of parents are waiting on their children to get the hell. I mean, to move. I mean, going out. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Got carried away there for a moment. If somebody waiting. Look at somebody and say, what are you waiting on? See, <laughs> But see, Isaiah said, Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Keep on waiting. Amen. Amen. He may not come when you want him. But he's always on time. And sometimes you got to wait on God. Amen. He, this man, this man, three things here I want to lift up because you can't make it if you, if you try. Amen. I, amen. Excuse me for being personal, but I say this all the time. I told Sister McKinnon the first time I got a chance to talk to her when my mother-in-law wasn't slamming the door in my face. First, first time I went by there, mother-in-law, my wife told Told my mother-in-law to tell him I'm not at home. But she didn't tell her mother to slam the door in my face. So my mother-in-law fired in a way said, she's not at home. And just slammed the door in my face. But see, I've never been a quitter. I didn't come to see her mother no way. I, can't. <laughs> I was looking for her. All right, So if I had to circle the block, I was coming back. Had that eight-track tape. Y'all know that eight-track tape. You just couldn't fast forward. You had to wait to the song. Okay, all right. Well, amen. So I will go. Had the right song when I pulled up at the door. Amen. But you don't, you can make it now. Amen. I don't care. That's somebody here this morning. You are struggling with something. You've been tossing with something. But I want to encourage you this morning. God is telling somebody this morning, you can make it. If you try, there's three things here this morning I want to lift. The first of all, you have to determine to make a change. Amen. Somebody say determine to make a change. See, you see, changing is hard. And Dr. Johnson in his book, Who Moved My Cheese, one of the reasons why I was reluctant to come in here because I knew it was going to be tough. Same man, almost 40 years. It's going to be going to be tough. Nothing personal it's just it's going to be tough. Change is hard. Change. That's why somebody wrote on LeBron's mansion in Los Angeles. The N word because changes. That's why a lot of people didn't like the former president, President Barack Obama because of his color of his skin because change it's hard. I mean, that's why some people still giving a, a, a tip on Sunday mornings. You've been in church all your life. You're still giving your dues because instead of your tithes and all. Because what? Change. And Jesus asked this man what seemingly on the surface is a very strange question. He asked that man, Wilt thou be made whole? 
Well, seemingly, man, at the pool, hey, hey, hey. But see, God never assumes. You want to get in trouble, stop assuming. The last wreck I had, I assumed that because the woman had her signal light on, she was going to turn. Amen. And it's dangerous assuming, and Jesus never assumed. Don't assume everybody at church want to be made whole. So Jesus asked him, will thou be made whole? Do you want to be Do you want to be made ill? He asked him that question for two reasons. He wanted to get his attention off the pool. And what's wrong with too many folk? They looking in the wrong direction. Paul said in Hebrews 12 and 2, looking under Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Some of y'all looking too much time doing this at your cell phone. The same person going to text you afterward. I mean, ain't nothing new. They take the same old stuff. Where you going to eat for lunch? Same place I've been going last 40 years. He asked him, get your eyes off the pool. Stop looking in the wrong direction. I'm not looking to Washington. I'm not looking to President Trump. I'm not looking to the Republicans. I'm not looking to the Democrats. I'm looking to Jesus. You need to get your eyes off. Stop watching people. Some of y'all are people watchers. Spend too much time at church looking at other folk. Trying to see what they have on. Jesus asked him, get your eyes off the pool. Secondly, he asked them to see if he really wanted to be made whole. So everybody don't want to be made whole. See, that's difference between being healed and being made whole. Some people just want a liver quiver. Some people really don't want the full anointing of God because with wholeness come responsibility. And I really don't want to live right 24-7. I just want to hit it and quit it on Sunday morning. I still want to go to the clubs on Saturday night, party, hearty, drop it like it hot, and then come in on Sunday morning, get a little liver quiver. They don't really want to be made whole. See, With wholeness comes responsibility. Will thou be made whole? Still asking that today. Do you want to be? Do you still see? Do you do you want to stop drinking? See, see, people got all kinds of things. Do you want to? Will thou be made whole? I stop. I start asking people. They come to see me about marriage. Problem. Do you want to be married? Go listen. If you don't want to be married to that fella or that woman, I could pray till I fall out. I can give you every quarter of all I got, anointed and appointed. But if you don't want to be married, (laughs) see, God will never violate your will. God can fix your situation. Your situation is not as jacked up as you try to say it is. He can fix it. He just want to know from you, do you want to be made whole? Because if you made whole, you got to stop acting funny with certain folk. When you're made whole, you got to start loving everybody, black, white, and his family. When you're made whole, you got to love Donald Trump. Do you really want to be made whole? That's a question. That's a question. Do you really? Do you really? Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer talks about cheap grace. And some folks just want a little bit. Just don't give me too much. I don't want too much. Just enough to get me through Sunday, and that's it. <laughs> Do you want to be made? Then secondly, uh, uh, you not only determined to make a change, but you got to be determined not to make excuses. 
in verse number seven, this man made excuse. It was a lame excuse. <laughs> you get that? Lame. Okay. <laughs> he made it. It was a lame excuse. He said, look what he said. Look, look at this man, lame excuse, but yet it's such a sad reality. He said, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. Isn't that sad? To live in such a way that nobody want to be bothered with you. <laughs> that way some, now some people live so bad they got to pay people to go to their funeral. Will you go, we'll give you $10 and come. Amen. Have no man. There are some women like that. There are some women that like that woman in John chapter 4. She could get a man, but she couldn't keep him. She, 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 and, and, and to say, I have nobody. I've lived on this earth and I have nobody to help me. See, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I mean, I mean uh, uh, William Barclay said anything man can't explain, he make his superstition. So they thought when the water bubbled, there was, was an angel there uh, and who in first received. And he said, I got no man, sir. What's, what's your excuse? He who excuses himself accuses himself. What's your excuse for not tithing? What's your excuse for not coming to prayer meeting and Sunday school, Bible study? What's your excuse for not sharing your faith? You know God been good to you. What's See, man, ever since Adam in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, verse 12, he said, the woman you gave to be with me. Ever since then, mankind been playing the blame game. And we keep trying to blame our wives. Yes, she got some problems, but she married you. <laughs> Amen. Stop trying to lay it on her. She just responding how you treat her. If you act like a fool, she can really act a fool. You ain't seen no foolish acting until your wife go left. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Amen. That's what I mean. you, you ain't seen a dog. You ain't seen nothing. Amen. And some of y'all, you've been married a little while. You've seen her. You, but she's going to respond to you. If you act silly, she's going to go crazy. What's your excuse? Mankind is filled of excuses, but God will not handle your excuses. Well, I guess it's new. You've got folk trying to lay it on our dead grandparents. It's generational curses. What? How old are you? I'm 30. Well, you know what you're doing. <laughs> Ain't nobody making you buy that liquor. <laughs> I guess I got one of them demons. No, that's no demon. That's you. I guess it's just running our blood. I, everybody, no, you gambling. You buying no lottery tickets. What's your excuse for not going to school, our young people, to not being faithful? What is your excuse? It won't work with God. Jesus won't hear no excuse. Matter of fact, one black guy said years ago that President Barack Obama messed up his excuses. 
Said Barack messed up excuse for black men because he he told my black men I've been telling folk all my life black folk black men can't make it in America. It's just tough on a brother and all that. And then here come a black man get elected, brother. <laughs> here you are making excuses and your brothers in your family got doctrines. Here you are making excuses. What's your excuse? Excuses will not work with God. He who excuses himself accuses himself. Don't make all these lame excuses. You can give, you can do. You just as smart as anybody else. Amen. People keep making excuses. I can't, you know. My mama didn't allow us to make excuses. My mama tells you, you ain't the only one guy that bad. I'm the youngest of 12. My daddy died when I was seven months old, born 1951. In the middle of Jim Crowism, grew up in a segregated world. But my mama said, it's not where you're from, it's where you're headed. Stop making excuses. You can make it, but you got to try. Well, bless his name. Then thirdly and finally, look, you got to be determined to take action. Verse eight, verses 8 and 9, Jesus said, rise, take up your bed, and walk. Look at the prophetic utterance of Jesus and the challenge to Jesus. See, Jesus, the preaching of the gospel challenges us. That's why a lot of folk don't want to hear no word. Because the word challenges you. The gospel was not designed to comfort the distress. It is to distress the confident. And that's why a lot of folk don't want to hear the word because the word challenges us to do better. The word challenges us to at least attempt that which is seemingly impossible. Ain't nobody in my family ever gone to school. That's all right. That was them. This is you. Ain't nobody in my family ever bought a home. That was them. This is you. Now my, nobody in my family ever started a business. That was them. This is you. See, Jesus challenges us to at least attempt the impossible. He said, rise, take up your bed, and walk. Jesus challenges us to attempt the impossible. Ryan Honeba calls it the impossible possibility. At least, rise. Jesus said, rise. Divine orders from Jesus, rise, take up your bed. If you obey God, look what's going to happen. Take up your bed and walk. Stop trying to figure God out, just obey God. See, that's what's wrong with some of y'all today. Y'all trying to figure out how God going to do it. Ain't none of your business how he's going to do it. Just obey what he told you to do. See, that's some of y'all problem. You know, well, if I give my 10%, now what, now what Jesus is going to do? Don't worry about what he's going to do. He already told you, I'll open for you the windows of heaven. That's enough. Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Stop trying to figure out what, how God is going to do it. Just position yourself for the miracle. I didn't ask God how what was going to happen when I came here. I just came. I didn't ask him when I first started pastoring the Canaan Baptist Church at 22 years of age, 1974. I didn't ask him how he was going to do it. I just went. And the rest is history. I didn't ask God what I'm going to do. God already knew what I was going to face in Austin. He's God. Amen. 
He already know what you face and you ain't got to inform him or nothing. He's God. He will God when you got here and he going to be God when we're gone. He just say, rise. Take up your bed and walk. You talking about a bright future. Obey God. You talking about a bright future. What's wrong? Why some of y'all won't be blessed? Because you don't want to say amen. Some of you won't be blessed. Because you want to give God the praise. You want to act zip lip. Like you mad at God. Well, Dami, who woke you up this morning? Okay, amen. Thank you, Jesus. See, he challenges us to do what seemingly is impossible. Dr. William Barclay says in every miracle, you have two elements at work. You got the human and the divine. Everything God does, he allows us to participate in the miraculous. I said, whatever God does, don't get mad at Sister Newt Mook and don't get mad at Brother Hop Top. They just participating with God. But see, we got to do something. Too many black folks still got this welfare mentality. We want God to do everything. No, you got to do something. You, if you're looking for a job, you got to at least fill out the application and take it in. God got a job waiting on you, man, but you got to put yourself in position. Rise! Take up your bed and walk. God wants us to participate. I don't have time this morning, but uh, if I had time, I'd call a few witnesses. Come here, Moses, at the Red Sea. Moses would say, listen, man, Pharaoh's army behind me with his prancing steeds. Mountains on both sides. Red Sea in front of us. Too much water to drink. No bridge. What can do? He said, God told Moses, stretch forth your raw. And he did what God said do. And, and the Red Sea became an interstate 35 without a toll booth. <laughs> they walked across on dry land. Come here, come here, Gideon, and there were 300. What did God do? Gideon said, with so many Midianites and Amalekites. But I tell you what, God whittled my army down to 300, and we stood around the mountains and hollered the sword of the Lord. <laughs> and we broke our pitchers and blew our trumpets, and God wiped out all of our enemies. Come here, Abraham and Sarah. God give a chance to participate in the miraculous. Abraham 100, Sarah is 90. And that night when Abraham got home, they were in the bed and uh, Abraham touched Sarah in an unusual spot. And Sarah probably said to Abraham, hey Abe, what you doing? <laughs> Say, you know, Ain't nothing happening no more down there. He said, I know it ain't nothing happening over here, but God said, <laughs> yes, sir. And Abraham, a hundred and Sarah, 90 years old. And this was before Viagra or Cialis. 
before Luther uh, uh-huh, and, uh, but God told him that uh, you gonna have a son I wish I had somebody help me this morning you see God wanna work a miracle uh, in your life but you got to participate uh, with the Lord. Run! Take up your bed and walk. Run! Get up off your do-nothing stool. You've been making excuses too long. Talking about I can't do it. Stop saying I can and obey the Lord. Run! Take up your bed and walk. Uh, can't you see this man uh, being lame 38 years? Uh, I bet you he was celebrating. Uh, that's why I can't get ready for these drip dry looking Christians. Uh, you know God been good to you. Uh, everything we have, God gave it to us. Uh, he gave us a house to live in, a car to drive, clothes to wear. Uh, and I come to his house uh, and I like I've been living with the devil can't you imagine this man been down 38 years can't you see him going into Walmart pushing his bag and happy why because Jesus had healed that man and that's the way it is you can make it if you try don't give up on God Keep on moving. Keep on struggling. God will make everything all right. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been here going on 24 years, uh, and there's some of you ain't said amen yet. Uh, but no amen don't stop God. Uh, he told me to preach His word, uh, and you can make it if you try. Tell your neighbor at least try. If you do your best, God will. To the red, yeah, 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 he will. He will make a way. Somebody here been sick, but God heal your body, and you want us to shut up. The world want us to shut up. They want to act a fool about everything else, but they want us to shut up. Listen, we can't be quiet because he worked a miracle in our life. Won't he work a miracle? You can make it if you try. Keep on trying. Keep on praying. Keep on teaching. God will you give the miracle oh oh yeah oh he's a miracle 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 yeah, he will. Whoa.
work a miracle woke me up this morning started me home he's a miracle some of y'all used to be hung out but now you all full of the holy ghost he's a miracle worker some of y'all were locked up but now you out he's a miracle worker yes he yes and i'm gonna keep on trying to one of these days I want to hear him say trying days are over with come on up a little higher be with the Lord you can make it if you try at least try watch God watch God work a miracle when the history books close, when they closes on my tenure here at St. James, I hope somebody will write the boy from Mount Enterprise. He tried. And that's all we can do. Some of you try. Just keep on trying. God is going to work a miracle. But you got to keep trying. Try to your tears. Try when people laugh at you, but just keep on trying. Weeping may endure for a night, but uh, just keep on trying. God will turn your situation around. But you got to keep on, keep on trying. Because you can make it. If you try.